Hey, keto freaks, guess what? The Kickstarter for Keto Fest is live. And in just a few days, we almost hit 30% of our goal. Now is the time. Go to KetoFest.com and pledge to reserve your tickets. Be part of history as Richard Morris and I turn the entire coastal town of New London, Connecticut, ketogenic for the weekend of July 15th and 16th, 2017. We're planning two days, Social Saturday and Science Sunday. Saturday is all about the pig roast, some amazing sous vide chuck steak, possibly some clam chowder, but cooking lessons, fitness lessons, walking tours, Segway tours, and the like. Saturday night, after having dinner at one of the many local participating restaurants, we're showing movies about low-carb on the Guard Theater's 60-foot screen. Then on Science Sunday, you'll see talks by some of the brightest stars in the low-carb world, like Ivor Cummins, Jeffrey Gerber, Eric Westman, Dave Feldman, Megan Ramos, and Jimmy Moore. On Friday night, the 14th, there's a VIP party at my house where you can mingle with the speakers, but only 60 seats are available and they're going fast. We may also have a workshop on Friday during the day, but that's not yet solidified. So what are you waiting for? Go to KetoFest.com right now. The Kickstarter ends at the end of April, so claim your tickets today. Welcome back to Two Keto Dudes. This is Carl Franklin from Connecticut in the United States. And in February of 2016, I put myself on a ketogenic diet to take control of my metabolism. In just two and a half months, I managed to reverse all my markers of type 2 diabetes with diet alone. As of now, I'm 80 pounds lighter with no signs of diabetes or heart disease. Hi, I'm Richard Morris in Canberra, Australia. I've been on a ketogenic diet for almost three years. When I started, I was very sick with complications from type 2 diabetes. Within six months of starting a ketogenic diet, all of my biomarkers of disease had disappeared. I've also lost about 80 pounds, and I've completely turned my health around. And this show is a document of my progress through ketosis and Richard's experience thriving for years in ketosis. Yeah. And hopefully that might help a few people who are curious about this kind of dietary hacking. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doctors. We don't want to give yeah. anyone any medical advice, but we are keen to share our own experiences. We're actually both software developers, so we're not afraid of a little technical detail, are we, Carl? Nah. We have done some research into our own deranged metabolisms and the science behind them. We hope to share some of that research. Where possible, we intend to put links in the show notes to cite research supporting any claims that we make. You'll probably work out pretty quickly that we're both foodies. Oh, yeah. We love to cook and we love to eat. Mm -hmm. In every episode, we both share a keto recipe that cannot be ignored. <laughs> Absolutely, it cannot. No. So let's start podcast number 60. 60? 60. <laughs> Have we been doing that many? I know. It's crazy. Wow. Now, and this one's called Keto Parenting. We're keto parents. Yeah. We're Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. True. Shut the heck up. We're you not can, supposed to talk until he introduces us, Karen. You can put us in this booth, but you can't shut us up. We're here. Episode 60, people. <laughs> we're keto and we're parents. Write that down. It's Number important. 60. We're talking to a couple of very responsible parents today. <laughs> They're going to be here, too? Sarcastic? Someone's going to be here, Karen. <laughs> Pay attention to the responsible parents, Karen. They're going right, to be here soon. Right. All right. Those are our guests. We'll get to them in a second. But first, do you have any corrections or apologies from last week, Richard? I have some no. corrections and apologies. <laughs> Shut I apologize up! to my wife. And a, there's a correction. The girl I was embedded with was the wrong one. Sorry about that. <laughs> No, I think we actually had a great show last week with uh, with Ian on type one diabetes, and yeah. I am looking forward to this show today yeah. with Mark and Karen on parenting. It's going to be a little silly, but you know that's Mark and Karen for you. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's revisit what a ketogenic diet is. Uh, first of all, we adhere to a standard of getting twenty grams of carbohydrates or less per day from incidentals, yep. such as green leafy vegetables, nuts, maybe that kind of thing. Um, we eat moderate protein, one to one and a half grams per day for every kilogram of lean body mass we have. Right. Turns out for most people to be in the range of sixty to one hundred grams a day. 
Yeah, right? in that range, yeah. And then all of our energy we get from fat. Fat. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful fat. Fat. <laughs> that's right. And we're laughing because um, that's a little quote from our Kickstarter video, which is now live, of course. That's what everybody's happy about this week. The Kickstarter for Keto Fest is live. Just go to KetoFest.com. That should take you there. And in the first two days, I think we got uh, 20% funded. Yeah. So we're excited about that. So, Richard, how was your week? My week was great. Thanks, Carl. It was uh, a lot better than last week, which really sucked. Uh, I've been getting out, doing a lot more riding. I did uh, a good 48K uh, bike ride on Sunday. Uh, Hmm. It was basically one and a half times around the lake in the middle of Canberra. And next week, I'm going to go for an 80K bike ride, which is up to the next town across around their lake and back again. And uh, my knee seems to be coping very well. So I've had a pretty good week as far as keto food goes. Um, I've uh, moved away from the comfort food and I've uh, now started more high nutrition uh, and uh, things are going really well. Oh, that's awesome. And how was your week? That's great. Yeah, um, my week was good as well. I'm Believe it or not, I'm starting a fast today. All right. Uh, yeah, I've been eating sort of high calorie as much as I wanted to keto for the last, you know, week or so or two, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, just feeling that it's time. I'm going to switch yeah. it up. And um, nice. I'm going to go as long as I can. Hopefully, I'll make it till Saturday. I have a gig Saturday. What I'd really like mm. to do is play the gig fasted because nice. that always makes for a really good experience. Yeah. You know, I can sing better. I have more stamina and all that stuff. And then maybe Sunday I'll, uh, I'll uh, eat Break another fast. steak. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Well, that brings us to the segment we do regularly called Mail. Mail. Ooh, I, what, <laughs> this show is so Karen. much better. Mail. This show got so much better Mail. with us on it, Karen. Mail. I'm going to listen to it every day. You guys got to come every week. Mail. We should have Karen on this show more often. <laughs> All right, me first? Yeah, go for it. All right, so this comes from our forums, which you can get to at forum.2keto.com. Uh, in case you haven't heard of it, it's a free forum. We had a Facebook group. We ditched it. We built a forum, and it's much better now. Thank you very much. This is called <laughs> Changing It Up, and this is mm. from Big Trev. And he says, after starting in January, I plateaued a bit over the last couple weeks. I did a fast a couple weeks ago, mm. maybe three weeks ago, for about 72 hours, just drinking Bulletproof coffee and stock cubes. Sure. Bullion. I think he's talking about yeah. bone broth, mm-hmm. um, bouillon cubes, yeah. And I found it amazing. I'm listening to some podcasts with Jason Fung and Megan Ramos, who harp on about changing things so your body doesn't get used to things. I've been eating one meal most days, and I realized that I probably had to do something. Mm -hmm. So what I've done as an experiment is had a big meal last night, Monday, basically spaghetti squash with a carbonara sauce with a ton of cream and butter, and then had more cream and cream cheese for dessert. And from then, so for about 26 hours now, I've been on a water fast. I've just been drinking regular coffee and tea and water, as well as my regular magnesium and calcium supplement in the morning with some apple cider vinegar. And this is what I really wanted to uh, mention here. He says, I'm finding it easier doing water only than with fat in bulletproof coffee. I find the same. Yeah, it's not that interesting. I'm hitting a bit of a wall now. And I'm about ready for bed, 10 p.m., but I'm cautiously optimistic that tomorrow's going to be pretty good. I'm planning on going for about 72 hours, so that will be breaking my fast on Thursday evening, or I may extend to Friday morning. We'll see. I'm interested to see if this can shock my body out of complacency. Yeah, isn't that interesting? He finds it easier if he doesn't have any fat you know, or cream or whatever while he's fasting. Yeah, I'm the same. I like to. I'm I'm fairly binary. I like to be either fasting or not. And uh, when I fast, I, I'm fairly hardcore. I pretty much only have uh, electrolytes in water, green tea, uh, mm. or water. And uh, yeah, that's that's my preferred way to fast. Uh, when I first started, I I, I needed the bulletproof coffee, or yeah. uh, I, I'd have like stock whisked up with a bit of water, emulsified with a bit of hot water. So when Julie had a meal, I'd drink a, a big mug of stock at the same time and it would be mm. sort of like having a social meal. Right. Uh, but these days I just drink tea now. It's uh, it's just as easy. Yeah. And I, I find it's a little bit easier for personally. 
And uh, again, we have to um, advise people, you know, don't just think it's all about fasting and, and do it without, uh, you know, at least going to Dr. Fung's site and looking up all the precautions and things. You do need to take uh, minerals. You need to take electrolytes. And it's probably a good idea to take a multivitamin too while you're fasting. Yeah, and also don't do it until you get adapted. Really, right. it's uh, it's a, a whole mess of pain to uh, to be a glucose burner and then stop eating. I mean, so that's that's my mail. What you got? Yeah, I got one also from our forum. This one uh, is from Ben Quebec, and Ben says, "Can diabetes be reversed?" And spoiler, yes, it can. He says, the following is a reprint of an article I published in another online group, and I'd like to share as a reference here as well. And I should mention, any article that you post in a public category on the ketogenic forum can be shared around the world. Uh, it can be shared publicly. So, uh, however, any of the articles in the health section, such as this one, which is in health type 2 diabetes, yeah. uh, is private. Yeah, you have to have an account uh, on the site to be able to see all right. of the health ones, just in case there's, um, you know, there's personal information shared. Mm. Anyway, mm. Ben says, um, can diabetes be reversed? He says, the question is more controversial than it needs to be. The controversy seems to be centered on how you define the word reversed. Right. The dictionary defines the word as opposite or contrary to the previous or normal condition, so you reverse order, or um, acting, operating, or arranged in a manner contrary to the usual, or affecting reverse movement, uh, mm. such as reverse gear. In all cases, reverse is not associated with a permanent state of being. If I were to say that I can reverse my car, nobody would argue. Everybody knows that although the car generally moves forward, it can always go backwards for as long as the driver wants it to. So reverse mm. is therefore a temporary state that can be undone. Yep. Most people agree that diabetes cannot be cured, but let's talk about the difference between the word cured and the word reversed. Yeah. The dictionary ref defines the cure as recovery or relief from a disease or a complete or permanent solution or remedy. So cure is associated with a permanent state, whereas reverse is associated with a temporary transitive state that is subject to change. And bearing all this in mind, type 2 diabetes can certainly be reversed. I'm living proof, as are thousands of other people in this group. Mm -hmm. uh, traditional medicine says that diabetes is a progressive disease. It goes forward. But with me and with thousands of others, it has gone backwards and it has regressed. It's reversed. And as long as I stay on a low-carb way of eating, it will stay in reverse. However, since I have metabolic damage, I realized that if I ever decide to go back to a standard high-carb, standard Western diet of 300-plus grams of carbs per day, my reversal will stop and the disease will once again progress. So it's not yeah. cured, but it is reversed. But it is interesting. If, if you were to take a cancer drug that completely right. wiped out all your tumors as long as you took mm. the drug, would you say you cured cancer? Yeah. You wouldn't really, right? No. No, you've got it. You've put it into a state of permanent remission. In permanent remit remission, as long as you're taking, as long as you're doing the therapy. Yeah. Yeah, I generally uh, make the argument that if you were to take me as a newborn child, uh, with the benefit of hindsight, we know in 38 years that child is going to have type two diabetes mm. because that's what happened to me, and so we know that child eats a standard Western diet of 300 grams of carbs per day plus for 38 years. That child will get diabetes. Um, I'm in the same state now. If I was to eat that diet for X number of years, it's a lot less than 38 now because of all the damage I've done to myself. Maybe right. if I did it for one year, I'd be diabetic again. Yeah. You wouldn't say that that child, uh, that newborn Richard, is a type 2 diabetic. Right. So I don't consider myself to be a type 2 diabetic. I consider myself to be a, an ex-diabetic, and that's yeah. just my personal uh, definition. Yeah. And it's all semantics anyway when it comes down to it. You know, I don't have yeah. any of the complications from diabetes. So right. diabetes is really a, a blood sugar level, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's Pretty an much it, it, You have to have an HbA1c above 7.5 uh, for two measurements in a row. Mm. So if you go get a measurement and it's 7.5 and then the next time you go and it's 7.4 and then the third time you get it at 7.5, you're still not considered to be type 2 diabetic. But as we all know, yeah. that person with those three HbA1Cs has got real problems. Real problems. And, and the doctors won't um, treat them as a diabetic. They'll treat them as a pre-diabetic. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's uh, that's our mail. I guess that brings us to our guests. Yes! Yay! Finally! <laughs> We're just sitting here in the booth. Bored. <laughs> 
All right. Well, this is uh, Mark Miller, who's been a guest on our cancer show way back when, and his wife, Karen Mangicotti. We've been wanting to get them both in the studio at the same time because they have an amazing family. And Mm -hmm. uh, uh, what can I say? I mean, you heard Mark's story uh, about how he developed prostate cancer, and then he and his wife, Karen, decided to both go on a ketogenic diet at the same time. Right. And, and then I got looped into it. They talked and, you into doing it, yeah. Right. And, and Mark used to work for you as mm, a software developer, right. so, so he knew what you did. And so this is the whole genesis of our podcast and of uh, our now my reversal of diabetes and, and their uh, We are the god seed of two keto dudes. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it's true. true. Yeah. That's really true. You, you realize... You realize we only started this to give Carl a commitment device. Right. We That's thought we'd fair. get 100 people listening. It yeah, works. Yeah, it works. Yeah, it whatever work. works. But had I not had prostate cancer, none of this would exist I ha- right I now. I thank, thank God, God every for day cancer. for that prostate cancer. <laughs> I, t- I took the hit for everybody. If you're enjoying the show, I took the hit for you you're guys. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're that was welcome. a very expe- expensive lesson, everybody. Yeah. It would have been nice had you told me about it, we listeners. We could have also read an article. That would have also been a way to do it. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, could have figured it out us. by reading a book, listeners. <laughs> we go why did I have to get prostate cancer for you? Go cancer or you go home. You see why we wanted to get them on? <laughs> no, Slow it was mind. a game changer in the Mangicotti Miller household, that cancer. We also talked about you quite a lot, uh, Karen, in that you gained weight for the first, what was it, three right. or six months or something? Yeah, it was like, it was almost, uh, no, no, not months. It was about, yeah, about two months okay. for the first two months. So, um, so yeah, Miller got cancer. And so, so historically, right, I also have a pretty messed up um, metabolic system um, because, I don't know, really poor eating habits as a kid, probably not all that different from everybody else's, but like we tended to like, you know, not eat and then eat a lot of carbs. Anyway, totally screwed up. And so I had actually been also fast food. You would you would not eat and then you would do fast food. Right, right like for dinner super or, like or, or restaurant, you know, takeout food, lots and lots right. of stuff. Anyway, so I had messed I must have messed things up metabolically because I was I mean, I do yoga, I was juicing, I was living like the hell all of doing the same things all my friends did. Mm. And I was like overweight and not losing weight. Just to get historically Karen's Karen's mm-hmm. food history after l- growing up in her family and eating essentially, you know, um, crappy McCrab crap food. <laughs> she she then goes into a phase of life that she refers to as her donut and vodka years. Oh, we're gonna go through the twenties. Oh, we're gonna visit my twenties. I'm just saying a decade. Oh, that's a good decade. That's a decade. All right, All right the donut and vodka donuts years. And I'm pretty vodka. sure that nobody asked about the twenties. I'm my just 20s. saying when you nobody say your can... metabolism might have been a little. Up. <laughs> okay. Carl, did you did I miss the part where you say did you subsist on only vo- vodka and donuts? Because I don't think I heard no, that as a question. No, I didn't hear that. But thank no. you for volunteering that. No, but then That's I what did. I'm here I, for. Okay, so let's. So that was my twenties. In my thirties, I I ate what I thought was very healthy and nothing worked. So then Miller yeah. gets cancer and he's like, okay, we're gonna do this, you know, whatever this high fat diet. And I'm like, well, at I this said point, I'm gonna do it. No. Yeah, and I, did I offer to do it? Well, yes. yes. Really? Yes. You offered. You were I said, so lucky to I'm have gonna do me. It. And she, you said, I'll do it <laughs> with you. And I'm like, really? I'm like, okay, now, that's I, great. I think you asked my advice, and I said, you know, the best thing for me was when Julie decided to do oh, it with yeah. me. Yeah, that she didn't familiar. need to do it, and I think you said, "Oh, I think Karen said, oh, I'd better do it then.'" Right? <laughs> yeah. So Karen, so this is you married way up. I know. So, so <laughs> this is just just to let everybody know the mindset here. So Karen is is thinking, "I'm going to make this sacrifice, this loving sacrifice for my husband and uh, her husband." That's me. I who have autism simply acknowledge that she's going to be, do it with me. And there's no meaning. <laughs> you just, you just sat there and nodded, right? I'm like, okay, fine. You could do it with me. So, yeah, what so could happen? It kind I'm of not took the air you. out of the balloon, right? The love balloon just kind of went... <laughs> right the there. love balloon popped. That's the name of our book that, that we're writing. That is the name of the um, book. So, no, so anyway, so that happened, and I went on it. At this point in my life, I was not a big meat eater, right? I was like, ugh, like gross about meat a little bit yeah. because I'd been programmed mm. to be like, so diabetes and heart disease run rampant in my family. Yeah. And so I was sort of trained that that's what you want to avoid. So sure. like a good girl, I was we like trying to do that. And, you know, and, and again, juicing like crazy. We were juicing every day. Um, and so I decided, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. But gaining a lot of weight. Gaining right? a lot of weight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With with like, I was like, oh, uh, this isn't stopping. Like, no, this I doesn't just make sense. <laughs> we're putting all this sugary juice in our bodies. We should be losing weight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lo- every morning I load up on antioxidants and carbs. 
Yeah, <laughs> what, what's fat. going on? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but anyway, so that happened, and so we started, and I continued to gain weight. But at that point, I was like, okay, well, you know, apparently this is my lot in life, and I'm just. But you said you felt better, though, and that's why you kept going. Right. So here is the difference for me. Um, So I don't know if you know this, boys, but I tend to be a little scatterbrained. I'm a little like... Look, a chipmunk. ADD. I am ADDAF, as I like to say. (laughs) I am still there. And and, And so I started to do keto, and like one day... Uh, and this is just a couple of weeks into it, right? But I'm like, I look up and I'm like, it's been like two and a half hours and I've been working on the same project. Never before has right. that happened to me, right? <laughs> and I was like, whoa, that's Focus. weird. And yeah. so, yeah, so I started to feel really good on keto and I was gaining weight, but whatever. My husband was getting over cancer and and I was feeling mm-hmm. really good. Also more energy, yeah. you know, all the, all the good things. Also less less pain in my like joints and my back and things like that, sure. just in general, less maybe less inflammation. Um, and so, uh, so I stuck with it. And then after about two months, it started to, it started to turn around. And then it was like on a, and then it turned around. Right. Yeah. And since then, I think I've lost like 50 pounds or something. I don't, yeah. I don't weigh well, or measure down. anything, but I'm pretty sure it's, I, it's there. at least that. In retrospect, we think that the reason that Karen was gaining weight initially is that she was not getting enough fat in her body. Right. That her right. the proportions were not quite right. And we could, because the reason we think that is because around that two month time, we increased, we started being more mindful about increasing the amount of fat in our body, and mm. we have been ever since. So. Right. Well, also, no, I was I was doing some I was monitoring and I was kind of maybe on the right track. But um, but I also think that I wasn't maybe eating enough food in general. So maybe enough, mm. not like I think my proportions were OK, but I I, I was I've always been somebody who hasn't eaten that much food. Right. Because I'm always like, well, I'm fat and you have to eat less food. To right. not now, be you're, fat. now, you know, it's hungry. So you're naturally going to. Right. So I just down. ate less food. Mm. So I think that I, it took my body a while to realize I wasn't starving it and all of that so yeah. whatever uh, who know who knows the mysterious body of Karen Menchikati so how many kids do you have I know this is a loaded question because you have a lot of kids some live with you some don't sometimes and uh, the kids that are there with you in the house the whole time how did they react and how old are they and give us the kids story all right so we have seven between us Miller and I have seven four from my body five from his seven altogether <laughs> and they range at this point at that point they range when we started they were five to 25 years old. Wait, hold on. If you're thinking four plus five equals nine, that means two <laughs> of those are shared. Yes, we know. Two of those children are Good shared. Well, I know that they, they got didn't. it. Then right. people are home with their graphs. They they're checking okay, boxes. Call, they're, call and Richard. They're Venn know, diagramming. They hang out at our place. I'm just saying, if anybody else is scratching yeah. their head, I thought I'd throw that in. There's two and babies in the little center of our Venn diagram. And the two little ones live with you, and the th- well, the three youngest live with you constantly. Four. The f- wait. Four. We have four that always live with four us. Live and oh, the right. one who moved out last year. Right. But he was there for the keto, you know, for much of the keto experience. So as how well. did they react right. to the whole thing? Well, everyone's like, oh, uh, this, well, this got less fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> because it's not like we were, we're, we've never been a standard American diet family. Like we didn't drink soda. We right. didn't, we've never really had junk food, but we, we would make treats and things like that. And, yeah. and, and, um, and we've never been even like a big bread family. It's not like we buy white bread and put everything on it, right? We buy thins. We, you know, a so, pasta family though. Oh yeah. That yeah. pasta was the biggest and pasta was the hardest in terms of like, like I'm Italian. I'm yeah. like, what are we having dinner for dinner? I don't know, but put on boiled boil water and we'll figure it out right like that's how I've approached every meal and now it's just you know now um as my six-year-old pointed out the other day he's like have you do you notice how many times we eat fried chicken and salad? <laughs> well, I do now. Shut up and eat your fried chicken and salad, son. <laughs> kind of it. Kind of it. But you know, we've had to sort of figure that out. You know, even the ones who haven't lived with us have certainly seen changes in us. And not only do we like, not only did I lose weight and um, but we look better. Like yeah. we look younger yeah. and better. It's noticeable. Right. You're probably your mood was, you know, they. What are you probably, trying to say, Carl? But they probably you think up I was a jerk? Oh yeah, Carl, her <laughs> mood totally. <laughs> we're actually talking. We're actually the talking kids about pick Miller's up mood. on that stuff, though. They pick up on how you feel mentally better. They do. Yeah. They that, do. Yeah. And well, the other thing that the other thing that changes because so so one of the things that 
that it didn't take long before all dinners were all keto. Right. 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 Initially, we would make something for them and something for us. And then we just started realizing, hey, you know what? We're just going to, you know, throw some some meat and some uh, spinach and cream cheese in the pan right. and, and cook it up and mm. put it on the table. Yeah. It's and, steak and roasted asparagus for dinner, kids. Right. They're, getting, they're right? getting green like, vegetables. They're getting protein yeah. and they're getting fat. Yeah. So all dinners for all the kids became all keto. But we never said everybody needs to eat keto, That's, right? Well, we, I did suggest on a couple. So so my oh, oldest when, son... And also when he says suggest, it's a little <laughs> naggy, kids. <laughs> so when my, Miller suggests something to you, he'll I be suggesting I highly suggest, son. Hey, stop, bur- stop breaking my arm, Dad. Yeah. And shoving that bacon lot, down guys. my throat. So this clip is going to be played at my court hearing when my kids are trying to prove that I was an ass. We've already got like, that. That's not even against the law. Why are we in court? They're like, shut up, Mr. Miller. Sit down. You're out of order. Established fact. Established fact. Common knowledge. Common knowledge. We're not going back there. We're not rewriting yeah. the book. Sorry. What are we talking about? So oh, yeah, keto talking, and our kids. Yeah. So we we do have, so Mark has Asperger's and uh, we have a son who also has Asperger's and we were autism kind Autism spectrum. Autism, autism three. Spectrum something like that. disorder. Yeah. And so I was thinking, hey, look, you know, if my brain, so my brain, both Karen and I, and I think Carl said that this happened to them and, and Richard said it's happened to him as well. One of the side effects of going to keto is your brain lights up. Yeah. You're you're yeah. you're you're powering by ketones, which appears to be more efficient way uh, for the for the the uh, brain cells to operate. It's a superpower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so yep. we experienced that. Uh, my son uh, uh, on the autistic spectrum uh, is is sometimes uh, slow to respond to talk, and he has other other signs and symptoms of of the autism. And so I was suggesting to him that he switch over. To it, and and I think to for as far as the bigger kids, so we have two kids who are, who are young, six and eight years old right now. We have older mm. kids who are in their teens, teenagers, four of them, and then and, one on her own in the in living on her own in her twenties. Yeah, mm. she's among the. Oh and yeah, so we've right. talked about all of to this. To all, all of them, of we've them. said that, and with all of them initially, they all said no way. Mm-hmm. All the big kids. They said, no way am I doing that. That's weird yeah. and disgusting. Right. The interesting <laughs> thing is, is that all of them have transitioned over to do it and have actually held on and had have done it for surprisingly longer than, you know, they had to. Nobody was pushing them. In other words, you know, one, one, of, one of our daughters, we had to say, okay, well, here's the deal. You got to stick with it for at least 10 days. Right, right, just test it on because yeah. she was yeah, yeah sure. she was doing some some serious like carb binging and we're like it's it, it's anti productive it to who you want to be and what you yeah. want to so, do yeah. so with and and the thing is with 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 this one daughter when she goes high on carbs when she consumes a lot of carbs we all feel she, it she we all feel it there's <laughs> oh, yeah. there's a there there is a mood change and it's there's, not pretty there's, she's lethargic she does not want to move and do, and do anything and, and it's, so it's a it's cyclical because yes. she doesn't want to move so she won't prepare food for herself. Yeah. So she just wants co- easy comfort food. You know, when you're when you're kind of in that way, mm. you can't get out of yeah. your own way because you're not going to Right, and you're not just going to break out of it because you just simply don't have the motivation and energy that you would have if you were eat, putting healthy food in your body. So, but but mm. there are some challenges with regards to um, you know, having your kids be on keto. For example, yeah. our two youngest they don't go to school and they get two of their meals out of their three at school. Right. Right. Yeah. So they are they're essentially being fed carbs at school. You know, the, sure. the standard meal at school is going to be orange juice and cereal. Yeah, literally yep. cinnamon sort of toast crunch mm. is what the school Pretty provides. Much, yeah. So, by and the way, your when, government at work. When I was in, when I was, when I've been in the, when it, been in Europe and looked at, and been to grocery stores oh, in I Europe. Know. When I was younger, and I was just, I would eat cereal all the time for breakfast. I would go to mm. Europe for, in the grocery stores, and I always remark it how strange it was that they had so few choices for breakfast cereal. Whereas yeah, in the right. United States, uh, breakfast cereal is an, is an aisle that's like a, yeah, it's a it's aisle. Thing. that's yeah. like 30 meters long, yeah. right? Yeah. It's just filled top to bottom of different brands of breakfast cereals and things you can yeah. choose. And then there's things. a second aisle full of mueslis that is the healthy aisle. Sure. Yeah. There you go. And it's and it's and so it, it, there's a cultural difference here, right? So in the United States, our kids are going to have carbs if they're not in our house. Right. If they're at school, getting a meal at school or if they're at a friend's house, something along those lines, it is harder for the kids to stay on keto or to stay fully keto all the time Mm. if they're being invited over at friend's house, although they've managed to do it. And also there's been a little bit of a shift. So so now I have noticed because I'm I'm usually often the one who goes to the birthday parties and the things like that. And my two littlest ones, they'll do it. They'll say, yes, of course, I want birthday cake. 
but they leave it after three or four bites. They're, They're yeah, it's just right. not as appealing to them because it, once mm. you once you're kind of not in that mode, yep. you don't see it as food anymore. In the way, it's that thing you're yeah. craving, the thing you have to have. It's beyond it's, food, I think. For, for right, for right. Our, our our youngest girl, she we call her sugar belly, or at least we sugar have, <laughs> because she would be like anything sugary. Right, she had to have right. it. She wanted right. to bake all the time. All of these things, and she still does want to bake. And now we've shifted. You know, all the girls. Um, the so uh, all. All of the Mangicotti Millers were home this past weekend. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was wow. crazy. And I was there, and my daughter Emmy was right. there. <laughs> it was the Wizard of Oz. house. Yeah. The, all the daughters, all the adopted daughters. It was, and so. There's two words for this experience controlled chaos. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and, and, and you know, controlled. we use control loosely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then but, it takes but I got to say this place. about you guys, though. I've never seen a more loving family that supports each other as much as you guys do. It's amazing to see. As much as you joke around. Yeah. And they're, I've seen the same thing, and it's remarkable. There's no language taboos, you know. There's yeah. not, there's no restrictions in terms of expressing yourself. But, but you know, you when things come up where they're mean to each other, you do deal with it right there. Like it, mm. it's an amazing, amazing household. Oh, thanks. I, you know, we're treading water, my friends. <laughs> we really never know what's going to happen. Um, uh, so, but and we are. We're, but it is. It's it is controlled chaos, and it's so loud. And it's and fun. It's, it is fun. Yeah. That this is we've where, got... there, where I would have been had I been a kid in that neighborhood. I would have been over at your house every day. Yeah, yeah well, that's our goal. Let's that, make it fun. That is our goal. Uh, poor Richard Morris, he came to stay over and he doesn't have kids. He doesn't know what children look like. He was like. a little shell-shocked. He was like, what? The I had dogs. He's like, me and the dog are going to go for a walk. My kids are all furry. We, we came down in the morning. He's just shivering in the Try corner. Try to leash one of your kids and take it for a walk. Yeah. Actually, we totally would appreciate that. Actually, the that. kids that were leashing awesome. Richard Morris and taking it for a walk, as I recall. Now, your youngest boy really got into it, didn't he? He is into it. Well, he and, well he's like a, he's an interesting, he's actually Named in part after Carl Franklin. His That's name right. is his name is Campbell Franklin after another guy, another Richard, Richard that we cheat on on with <laughs> this Richard, Richard Campbell, and yeah. um, Carl Franklin. So he is he's a very uh, thoughtful guy, and so he's really wanted to know all about it. So he's the one who has actually, out of all of them, asked the most questions, and he loves it and too. He loves he it. Loves eating keto. Well, he's a big eater. Yeah. He's, he is the biggest eater. He's six, and since birth, I think has been the biggest eater in our family, but Can, not big. No, he's not fat, but he eats so much food. Last night we're sitting there and it's like everybody has well eaten, right? But it's always him last at the table, still eating. And he, he just puts talks, a half a chicken in his mouth. Puts a half a chicken in his mouth. <laughs> so we see his, he, fork, his fork arc over. He lifts up above his head, <laughs> looking at the middle of the table where more chicken is. And he's a big smile while he's chewing this half chicken. Grabs <laughs> the other half of the chicken on his fork. And Mark's like, no! What are you, you doing? Can't eat that much food! Eat, you're oh. done! You're done! Stop eating, son! Yeah, we're made for keto. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God! It is. He eats he so and, much yeah, food. Yeah. He and I both consume a lot of calories. Yeah. We are both. I, I'm putting so many in my body. Yeah. Of the three of us, I think. I mean, Karen, uh, Carl, and I all produce a lot of insulin. Uh, I mean, we are of that that uh, that body type. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But but uh, Mark is the sort of guy of the of the four of us. Mark is the one who could probably eat carbs. And metabolize them, not a problem. Burn through them, right. easy no, peasy. Yeah, so, it's insane. You know, it's it, it's remarkable how much how many calories he can he can burn in a day. It's yeah, time I'm like consuming. a furnace. I'm so a furnace. We just were in Costa Rica on vacation, and so oh we're obviously God. like I hated this. <laughs> we're obviously <laughs> eating every meal together. So, and yeah. he's like, "Okay, so do you want to go out for lunch?" I'm like, "How can you be hungry? We just <laughs> ate. We I just ate for like food. hours. I was fasting for hours <laughs> oh between meals." No, hours, like two. He's talking two oh hours God, between meals. Oh, my God, killing me, Carl. And I was like, oh, my God, I seriously can't eat again, I and I can't backup, watch you eat again. I didn't have my backup food supply. I couldn't just go to my fridge and just pull stuff out. We could only eat together. He just all day. Now, now, how many pounds of bacon do you typically cook a day, Miller? And at, let's say at your peak. Right. So I, I do about uh, 12. I consume about... Uh, on average, because I don't do it every day, so I would say on average, I'm putting eight ounces of bacon in my body every single day. But what's really happening is some days I we're out of bacon because I cooked it all the day before, <laughs> right? And, and our fridge typically, can't only hold so much I'll bacon. Do, I'll do two packages at once, which is about 24 <laughs> ounces of uh, bacon. I'm not sure what that conversion nice. is over over to metric, but I'll do that. And I, after making that whole thing, I will eat easily one full package 
in that day and then some of the next package. But the problem is, is we've got lots of people like bacon in our house, so I kind of have to hide or hoard. We have a secret or... refrigerator in our bedroom, and I'm not kidding. You want a keto parent, you get a secret bedroom yeah. refrigerator. You want to live to see your graduation, you do not open that you do not, refrigerator. Nobody goes in the keto fridge. Back away. Now, Mark remains rail thin. I mean, yeah. he puts away all this bacon and remains yeah. rail thin. So it just goes to show you that calories in, calories out doesn't fully describe Richard, he the puts mechanism in this, of weight loss. Richard, he puts in this bacon and he eats like Atkins bars, like a uh, box at a time. No, I don't do a box at a time. But macadamia I do. Macadamia nuts, do. like you would not, like macadamia I, I, nuts Yeah, I do chew through about a can of macadamia nuts a day as well. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm and when I'm eating that bacon, by the way, there's I'm scraping the fat off the bottom of the plate that's stripped down. There's no, mm. no, I'm not taking fat off at all. All right. So I, yeah. you look at this nice. thing and I take it out of the fridge and it's a piece of bacon with just a thick layer of white on the yeah. bottom of mm-hmm. white fat. Also, when we were in Costa Rica, mm. he developed a habit of, of like oh taking butter packages from restaurants butter packages. and shooting them, like doing little butter <laughs> oh my shots. God, to survive. <laughs> it was disgusting. I, I was hoarding my butter packages. I was reevaluating Karen, my I'm relationship. Like, Karen, do you want to eat? She's like, no. And I feverishly pull off the top of the butter pack and just lick it. It's the like, most <laughs> disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, you I, I do about a quarter stick of butter a day goes in my body easily that I can see. And I'm a, I'm like a camel. I can eat once a day. Like, and I just have I'm the same. Them, I, yeah, I, I can eat once a day, but I'm, I, yeah, I, I, I will maintain weight eating very few calories. I went for maybe uh, two months eating 1,500 calories a day, and I was easily able to maintain an overweight body. So, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. It just goes to show you that our bodies will run at whatever rate that they want to. And mm. we right. try as much as we want to, we don't really don't have access to the levers that control that. So here's a question for you guys. Had, at any time, did you have any concerns about, oh, you know, children need more carbohydrates, blah, blah, blah. It, maybe well, it's not safe for them. Cause I, I imagine yeah. there's a lot of people that don't, you know, feel comfortable limiting carbohydrates for children. I I feel super comfortable limiting all kinds of processed carbohydrates for k- children. I don't I do think they never need that. That is, yeah. they're, I'm never like, did they, oh, sorry. I'm never like, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> you are, that's true. She's never like, oh dear. Gosh, never oh dear. I don't think I've ever heard those words come out of your mouth before. <laughs> Oh dear! Like uh, you know, they didn't get enough golden grams in their body. That is never a thought. <laughs> yeah, that's but true. For millions of years, it wasn't like we survived on on golden grams right, at all, right? That right. didn't happen. Exactly. But you know, my children had this issue where you know they live with their mother yeah. and and uh, stepfather. And there was an issue where, you know, you're going to have to eat that potato. No, I really don't want to eat that potato. Yes, you you must eat that potato. That's good for you. Nutrition, right? And, you know. So even before keto, I've never been that person. because So on our plate, even when we had carbs at dinner, I would say it's important to me that you eat protein and something that came from the ground. And carbs are an option. That's like a dessert. And I've always... That's all I've ever said for 20 yeah. years. So I would never say you have to eat a potato, um, you know, unless unless we were on Mars and stuck there or whatever. Yeah, I don't right, know. Right. There are exceptions to every rule, but <laughs> I never think that. But I do I do not limit their fruit intake. So even though we okay. don't consume fruit, I buy fruit and it's in my house and the little ones, you know, eat it. And, mm. um, uh, and they eat it, you know, uh, as much as they ever have. And I, I just, I'm, I don't feel comfortable limiting fruits and vegetables um, no. for them. I just don't. And so, and I won't. And, um, okay. and you know, and my, and I talked to my doctor about this because um, my doctor was like, you know, I'd, I'd gone in to do a baseline before this all started and then I came back or whatever and she Excellent. was like oh, what because she what knows she say? she's been my doctor for 20 years and knows all of the things i have tried to get a, a metabolic <laughs> yeah. uh balance yeah. in my life and there was nothing she was uh, she was suggesting surgery she was suggesting before su- you went oh, keto dear. right Remember and that? i wasn't even like you know I wasn't even grossly, grossly overweight, but she was like, this is the only thing I can think of. But yeah, the mm. problem, the, the reason she suggested is because you were exercising, limiting calorie intake and still gaining weight. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So we did our baselines and whatever. And when I came in, um, you know, um, and this is just three months earlier. So remember, I had gained weight for one month 
And then on the third month, I started losing it fast. But anyway, it seemed when I went back into her, I don't know, at that point, it was three months and maybe 20 pounds. And Mm. And she had never seen anything like that from me before. And she's like, what are you doing? You know, and we talked about it and I gave her some information and she was like, do it, do it, do it. Oh, wow. Um, I'm a little nervous about you. Um, restricting fruits and vegetables. And mm. I was like, well, I definitely am not restricting vegetables. I have those. You know, we, I, I, I do vegetables, mostly in cream sauces. Mm. And um, and <laughs> I actually do eat some fruit, you know. Yeah. I'm not... Yeah, I we res- do, yeah. I eat berries and I eat, I eat moderate amounts of fruit. Not every, not day, every day, but every but few like days. Every couple of days. But no have... fruit juice, though, right? Never no, juice. No, I've no, never yeah, done juice, good. really. Be, I mean, besides juicing, but I've never been like an orange juice or apple juice person because it's a lot of calories without fiber. But right. anyway, she... um. She was all for it. She was totally all for it. And we talked about the kids and she was like, I don't see any problem. You know, she's like, again, I don't think restricting fruits and vegetables for kids is a wise choice. But um, it sounds like the other meals you're making are perfectly good and healthy. And, you know, you can nice. make certainly good. Richard Morris was at our house when we had tacos. We I just was. didn't do the yep. shells. Cheese tacos. Yeah, yep. we just... Yeah. We just no, make, we did shells. We made the cheese. We make shells we out of cheese. Shells right. out of cheese. And we don't make... Oh, wonderful. So normally, you know, you might have three tacos and three taco shells. But instead, what we do is we make one shell out of cheese for each child. Yeah. Because there are like six mm. or seven of us, eight of us, nine and of us all And they're decadent. You do, you're and not going to eat more than one. Yeah, they're super filling. You yeah. Know? yeah. We still have chicken strips, it, breaded fried chicken strips. We just do it in pork rinds and Parmesan. You know, we yep. still do... Right. We still... We do pizza all the time. And... Um, hey, tell them... Who introduced you to Fathead Pizza? That would be Carl Tom. Franklin. Yeah. Carl what was your reaction? I remember the day. Oh I remember God. the day, actually. Oh, it was so yeah. good. In remember fact, that it's the white new thing. shrimp pizza? Yeah, shrimp scampi. Yeah, so Carl yeah. makes great, great pizza that Karen loves. I make sausage and pepperoni pizza that the kids love, I guess, and that Karen's like okay with, I guess. Well, the other night I made um, like pizza caprese with tomatoes and mozzarella well, and right. basil oh. and yeah. pets. Yeah, that was that good. Was they good ate too. that. They liked that. Yeah, they that. did. Everybody ate that. Yeah, the the cool thing about the um, the fathead pizza is once you've made it a couple times, it's so fast to make. Oh, yeah. you can You can start and have a pizza done in about 25 minutes, and that includes making the crust from right. scratch. Mm. Sure. Right? So you're eating the pizza in about 25 minutes. And I just made a few the other day and put them in the freezer. So just so you know, Mark Miller, oh, there's some did. in our freezer. <gasps> and it's not even our secret freezer. <laughs> okay, we it's better run back. It's the real freezer. We, we got to go. <laughs> Those kids, kids are going to eat them. Uh. No, but I mean, and so that's easy, right? So we can say to the kids, look, just make six crusts, and then, in, yeah. you know, throw some stuff on it. In 10 minutes, you've got a pizza. It's so much better than Elio's. Or yeah. DiGiorno or whatever, right? Sure. Like, sure. please, please, please. And they don't mind if it's fairly, you know, if, as long as we, well, actually, we restricted all other foods. So, so that's kind of where we are. So, we also, interestingly, our daughter who has not lived in our house, um, you know, after she saw our changes, she went keto over Christmas break. So mm. she's been on it for about three months now, and she has lost 40 pounds. It's the 20-year-old. Wow. The 26-year-old. 26 26-year-old, yeah. 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 Which yeah. was excellent because she was also – so 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 this is something that we haven't talked about yet, but changes in health and behavior since yep. the mm. kids moved over. And they've been relatively profound, not the same in every person. Right. But in addition right. to losing weight, our oldest also – uh, um, a number of her health problems subsided. Breathing problems. So she had asthma, and and so the symptoms dropped down. She was getting sick frequently too. She was missing work um, because of, she was getting sick. Yeah, she had fourteen weeks of a virus that kept her bedridden over wow. the over oh, last wow. spring and summer. She is she is not a, a hardy stock. By right? the way, so this this our oldest girl has always kind of been a rebel. I gave her a book a while back on Democrats, and she became a Republican. Right, whatever we say, right? whatever she, we say, it. she does the opposite. Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah. So she's been a rebel, and and so we, you know, I we we had kind of gently suggested keto a few times, and she was like, "I can't do that. I can't do that." And this is the standard thing you you think if you're yeah. if you're still burning carbs, yep. right? If you're listening to this, you you probably know exactly what I'm talking about when yeah. you're thinking, "Yeah, there's no way I can do it. I can't give up bread. I can't give, I can't up, give up, these up orange juice. I need like them too potatoes, much. Rice, right? The pasta. change that happens is the need for those go away." The so, more you do it, the, right, the right. less interested you become in those things. Yeah, you just need to make it past the threshold. And the other thing is there's so many good-tasting foods that taste just like the originals, right? The fat, fathead pizza, for example. Yeah. It's, 
indiscernible from a thin crust pizza. Yeah, you really can't. Right. You re- it's hard it's to better. tell the difference. I think, I think it's better. It's one yeah. of the I better. Do too. I love it. Places, it's yeah. less soggy. It gets right. less soggy. Our, in a way, our or... taco shells that we made, the good ones that we made, the thin ones out of cheese, indiscernible from the others. In fact, better. Right? They're crunchier. Yep. Yeah. They're crunchier and they're ta- they're they, they're tastier. So you were expecting her to become a vegan, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're going to present keto to her, she's going to go vegan. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But she, I think she was just so sick and she saw that we were so well that she gave it a Mm. shot and um and once she she did that right she had a few weeks off over christmas break from her job and she kind of hunkered down and did it and then got past that threshold and so she's doing really well now yeah oh i'm so glad for her me too we were talking about how she was a rebel right yep right Mm. well we had suggested she was like no that's there's no way i'm gonna do it uh turns out her mom went on keto first because she was through Facebook. She saw references to your podcast and started listening to your podcast. Wow. Started keto, improved her health, lost weight. That's awesome. And then talked to uh, our daughter and and that's how she was she was inspired to do it. She wouldn't wow. do it when we were suggesting it, but she did do it when her mom did. But again, it's all because of the prostate cancer. <laughs> <laughs> we're all at the same path now, right? It doesn't yeah, matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So that's our oldest. But I want to talk about each of the kids and how we see them changing. Please do. Sure. So that's our oldest one. The next in line is our 18-year-old boy, who is actually not biologically Mark Miller's child, but has Mark Miller's body. Mm-hmm. He is very thin, He right. and he eats constantly. Again, I can't even vacation with that kid either. When we were in Washington, <laughs> D.C., I'm like, you can't need to eat again. Like, but <laughs> but he does, and you know, and he has never actually gone keto. Yeah, because he strongly rejected it. He strongly rejected it, mostly because of the... Um, the frequency with which he needs to eat, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I and, just. But also the style of food that he eats. He's eating. He's eating carbs. He's eat, he's eating vegetables. No, he but, eats a lot of vegetables. But he's also doing a lot of carbs. His yeah. big right? switches have been he wraps his he, he makes BLTs now in only lettuce wraps, um, or yes. actually he eats most things in lettuce wraps. He doesn't you know need to eat that and and um, almond milk. He eats drinks almond milk instead of milk. So which I consider two healthy changes, even though he's not keto. But he'll also buy like a box of Oreos and oh, put yeah. those on the 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 the, the driver's side of the car and it's just you and know there just to have eat them. Yeah. So he has mm-hmm. not ever gone keto. Now he doesn't live with us anymore, so he's not getting the benefit of keto meals every night right so sure. so no change in behavior really for him because n- not really uh right. a, a switch okay. although he is living with his dad who is a chef who fries everything so he's right. he's got a little keto going up and up and there yeah one thing about kids is that uh they're generally more insulin sensitive than they will become later on as adults so yeah. even if he doesn't always stay insulin sensitive like mark obviously is um it, he will still, uh, right now, he can probably get away with eating a lot more carbs than, than right. um, the rest of us can. So, And yeah. I think that's the same with all kids. You, your youngest kids can go in and out of ketosis. They can eat a, you know, a, a, a crappy, carby meal at school and then come home and, and, and eat a ketogenic meal and probably be in ketosis the next morning. So right. you know, it, it's a lot easier for kids. Right, right. Yeah, I know. I know. He knows this too. He's like, I know the other foot's going to drop and one day I'll have to stop eating boxes of Oreos at a time. <laughs> But he said that. Yeah. <laughs> so so next down, next in the line, if I'm doing this correct, oldest son, yeah, or the second oldest son, the one on autistic spectrum. And he's now, most hardcore, I think, because he went yeah. off. So he went back to his mother's house over Christmas and and ate crap food, like and real crap food, lots of takeout, whatever, blah blah blah. Mm. And came back, was sick was lethargic and was like, can I please go back on keto? Yeah, it also had the words <laughs> really? foggy foggy brain. In he other words, he's, brain, yeah. he's he is his perception of the world uh, is is limited because of the the brain fog. And his ability to yeah. communicate, he communicates slowly. So on keto, we've noticed that he communicates uh, faster. He's able to speak at a faster rate and he's able to uh, he seems more clear headed. 
Yeah. So so that's like the biggest benefit, which is important because he's in school and he's learning and grades right, are important. Right. Mm. And you know what's mm. interesting? So I said to him, and, and this was a big deal for him when I said, he's, he would say like, Karen, is this is this ketogenic? Is this ketogenic? I'm like, look, everything's keto. It just depends on the balance of how the much other of stuff and how much of it you yeah. eat, right? Like, <laughs> just you, don't eat a lot of that. Right? You just have to think about your balance. And that was a really interesting, for him, who tends to see very black and white, you know, the world in very black and white, he was like, mm. oh, and so now he'll be like, oh, I really want, you know, a clementine. And I'll be like, have a slice of it, right? Give the rest of the kids. There's always someone to sure. eat the rest of your clementine in my house. Yeah. And so, and he'll, and he'll be like, and he'll eat one or two slices. And he's like, okay, that's all I actually want now, you know? Like, but nice. the freedom of never saying you can never have a clementine for the rest right. of your life kind of sucks. Yeah. And this and this feeling of freedom, oh, I can have that. I just have to balance it out with what else I'm eating <clears throat> makes you realize you don't actually really want it that much. So I've noticed this among people who are maybe they're toffees, but they're thinner. You know, they don't have the I mean, it, once you get to obesity from metabolic syndrome, you're pretty well along the progression, right? Right. Yeah. And for those, you know, like Richard and, and myself, we're a little bit deranged metabolically. So what seems like balance for everybody else doesn't apply to us. Like we have to drastically reduce sugar, right. carbohydrates in order to get the benefit. And I don't think uh, people in general who are in our position get that. I think that they think they can still eat a little bit of carbs and be okay. And I, I just don't think that that works. That's a bad strategy. But no, but you, you can, but you can too, right? Like, so if he eats two slices of a clementine, which are what, probably 10 carbohydrates? Well, maybe? yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I'm, oh. I'm saying that yeah. for, for kid, for like your kids who don't have that oh. problem, they have more flexibility. They can eat a couple slices of a clementine, have an apple, have some, you know, whatever, and you know, their, their bodies are going to adjust. They're a little more insulin sensitive than if, you know, people Maybe, like yeah. Richard and I, myself. But even so, you've got 20 carbs to play with. That can be a lot. <laughs> There's. I was just going to say, my our, our youngest daughter, so she's eight years old. She's the one we called Sugar Belly. So since she has switched over, since we've done all keto meals and we've really kind of uh, discouraged d- the y- eating of sugar. Yeah, we've we've there's an there's an absence of sugary snacks or high carb snacks in our house, right? So access to these is 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 pretty limited. She's getting it at school and when she goes out, right? But since we've made that change, um, I'm not sure. I, I I'm not. I don't think she's ever really fully gone over into ketosis. But I have noticed that there is a. Uh, a a reduction in the amount of manic behavior that we would see from her yeah. since this change has occurred. Right. And anxiety. She, yes. She tends anxiety to has run dropped high as well. anxiety. She does, yeah. And she has, she, there's, she's got a calmness that she didn't have. And she definitely has, you know, not eating sugar lends itself to that. That girl at eight years old, FYI, can make oopsie bread start oh to finish, put it in by the herself. oven, ah. by herself. And it's awesome. And we're not, Christ. nobody's in the kitchen supervising. So yeah. she's turning it's on Saturday the oven. Saturday morning and we're like, oh, Go make oven. oopsie bread and have it ready by the time we get up, girl. That is awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome. really good. All of the kids. So, so, and I'll say this too. All of the kids who who said, "Hey, I'm going to do, I'm going to go on keto," um, stayed on keto uh, on their own. In other words, they had they had options. Um, they they could have stopped it, but they decided, no, I'm going to sure. continue doing this. I feel better. Which we got to talk about your middle daughter because she had perhaps yeah. the most dramatic improvement, didn't she? Yeah, in in terms of um, yes, in terms of behavior and health yeah. and everything so else. So she she is she's our middle daughter. Yeah, <laughs> she she I don't <laughs> carbohydrates honestly might be the least of the problems, but she's you know she's fourteen and um, she's like a mini Karen. She's, she is. Like if a, you can imagine, she's your mini me. Absolutely, <laughs> she really is, which is obnoxious on a fourteen year old. <laughs> she's like she's like a mini version of of a like a love child between Karen and Don Corleone. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. So, but she, but she does. I mean, she's all that fourteen is, and so, and so we were like, I think, um, and she was totally like, 
that's keto is stupid. Oh, is that keto? <laughs> Never mind. I don't want it. Like right. she was hardcore. Yeah. You guys are lunatics to even be considering right. this. Right. And then and then we're like, hey, like Karma, this pizza. Do you want a slice? And she's like, um, this is better than real pizza. <laughs> you know, or you and know. I slapped her and I said, that's keto, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say that. None of that happened at a point. <laughs> All right. We'd like to refer to the end of Two Keto Dudes at about 57, uh, where Mark. <laughs> Mark Miller admitted that he slapped Why his daughter. Why am I on trial? I don't understand. Schedule B. <laughs> Nobody hit anybody, okay? There was no hitting Exhibit going on. Exhibit A. There was no hitting. Allegedly. But, was, but so she was like, uh, 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 and then I was like, and then she, one day, you know, it was like she, she was just... It, I was like, she was even so difficult that she recognized how difficult she was. And I was like, look, you just might not be able to get it together, right? You might be chemically unbalanced. You might just give it a shot. Just well, give she us- was she was negotiating, right? She was in trouble and negotiating her way out of trouble. Right. Mm-hmm. And we were like, well, what do you think hey, about keto? Yeah, we'll put keto on the table. Yeah, as a possible option. And she was, and, and I said, but you've got to stick with it for you know at least ten days or something like that. Yeah. And she was like, fine. And so she did. And what was interesting about that is that after. The time period, you know, the restriction was over. She continued to make keto choices, yeah. Which and and I think that worked out pretty well for her. So I still think she has, you know, the she has a body type that is incredibly susceptible. Well, she has my, she has to, my body too. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. like she's just has my personality. <laughs> yeah. So she's got if she takes if she if she puts it. But I think her reaction to carbs is way worse than but yours. She wasn't sleeping. Right. She had anxiety. Oh, yeah. She couldn't yes, focus. She, like there was yeah. all these. All these Sleeping issues. has never been her thing, yeah. right? She's never been able to be somebody who can get herself to sleep. And she just turned into this poised, wonderful young woman, right? And it was just amazing, right? Yeah, she, you're and welcome. she is, she is um, <laughs> sleeping too. Like, I think Max the fact. Prostate. Yeah, thank you, Mark's prostate. Um, so. Interview we actually, with Mark's we actually prostate. Have, we actually <laughs> have my prostate here in a jar here in the recording booth. Right. Don't is. listen to this show out of context. I you don't actually leave home beginning. without the prostate in a jar. And so, <laughs> dot com. <laughs> yeah, she has. So yeah, you've noticed, and she's noticed too. Like she, I think, I think we all, and you know, we all notice when we do things that are good for our bodies and when it feels good, mm. and then we go right back to our stupid ways. Like that is, for some reason, seems to be human nature. Yeah. But mm. I think having the experience of treating your body well, and and you know. That that my fourteen year old she wants to be considered a poised and and you know and um, person who's easy to connect with. She wants yeah. that, and and so she knows how to do it in a way now, right? Like yeah. even if she goes off, she kind of has the experience of getting back on and how good that feels. And we and we were, you know, she would be like she and I were taking this um, dance class called Pound. We were taking Pound together, and she was like on her first few days of keto, we went to the class and she and we had gone to the class once before, and then. When we went to the class with her on keto, she was like, she looks at me in the middle of class and she's like, this is so much easier. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome to our world. Yeah. At least it's in a toolbox. Right. Exactly. Yeah, so, you know, an and we, and it. that's the thing. Like, we're not going to, I'm not going to police these kids. Like, right. I'm like, you're teenagers. Your choices are your own. But I do kind of want to give you a frame of reference on, you know, how to fuel your body in ways that are most effective and most efficient. And that just yeah. are, you have a better chance of being happy. Yeah. Right, like that feels like a pretty good thing to know about. Yeah, so I agree, and she is happier now. She is homeschooled, but the we the other two teenagers that are still in school uh, are not. And the hardest thing for both of them was making their own lunches yeah. that were keto, yep. right? Because you're taking it to a place that doesn't have a refrigerator, yeah. so you, so you've got to be pretty careful about what you choose. Um, both of both of those those teenagers managed to find and figure out ways to make their lunches and take them in. Yeah, when my youngest stays over, she uh, goes to school in the morning, and she has a thermal kind of bag that she uses as a lunchbox and we throw an ice pack in there. And then usually it's, you know, prosciutto and cheese roll-ups or almonds and that kind of thing. Yep. Yep. That's 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 pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's what's done. And so and and so and and one of our one one of our daughters, the daughter that doesn't live with us, it was especially hard for her because her mom did not make that change as well. And Mm. resented it. So like didn't didn't back it up. Um, and and so, but she was, and the other thing is when, she, and she's going to a school uh, in uh, uh, in Idaho, which is uh, 
kind of a uh, you know not a it's not near a city. It's kind of a rural location, and so the chances of her running into a keto person there are pretty pretty low. I think right now, mm. and yeah. and and she's telling us that you know she, when she opens up her lunch bag, everybody is like, "What are you eating?" Yeah, right. That's <laughs> and and she has to explain it to everybody who asks, which yeah. is tough at sixteen. Yeah, but she's yeah. but she's done it, it's right? It's tough to be different. You're gonna die without crackers. I know. <laughs> the surprises that we encountered in transitioning them over, I guess there were two. The one was that the kids decided to stay on it even after we said, okay, you know, now that we've mm. tried it, you you have to try it for at least this long. They decided yeah. on their own to stay on it. And number two is, is that they found ways to to make lunches or to get past hurdles to right. stay on it. Right, which is great. Which is great. A great testimony to their resourcefulness and, and, you know, tenacity. Well, and to their parents, too. Come on. I mean, you guys are great role models. And I'd like yeah. to just reiterate how awesome this household is, that you, you're creating this environment where everybody's thriving. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and they want to be part of it. They want to be there. And so I think that's really the key. I mean, if you you establish yourself as being engaged with their lives and you care about them enough to say, you know, this is what we're doing and uh, and everybody thrives. They'll want to come back again and again. And they love Carl's whoopie pies. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Better oh than my regular God. whoopie pies okay. is the review. That was that recipe last week. <laughs> okay, so if you have not eaten one of Carl's whoopie pies... Um, what is wrong with you? They are amazing. They yeah. are like they are so worth going out and cooking and trying them for the first time. Um, Isn't it funny how you haven't made them for me yet? You're right. It is a little bit funny. <laughs> Isn't it funny how I said like I'm probably not going to stay married to you if you don't make me I these cook for you pies? so much, my friend. <laughs> I am, that is my service of love to you as I cook to you. You're right. I should really? make really. What have you made for me today? Nothing. Whoopie pies tonight. Great. I'm, I'm a busy guy. I had to work today and do this show. All right, well, we're going to talk some more about food in a section we call Recipes! 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 Gingivitis. All right, I'm going to start because mine is a precursor to yours, I think. Okay. Richard, I uh, simply have a, a steak rub. It's an au poivre or okay. with pepper rub. Right. And when you go to a steakhouse and you get a steak done au poivre, what they typically do is crush peppercorns and salt and just, you know, mash it into the steak before they grill mm. it and before they sear yeah. it and everything. And it's a wonderful, usually comes maybe with a brandy cream sauce on the side, but you don't need to do mm. that. So essentially, this is a mix that I put together in a blender and uh, just apply liberally to steak. And then I sear the steak. And if it's thin enough, I can do it all searing in a cast iron skillet on high, a couple minutes each side, and that's fine. But if it's thicker, then I put it in an oven for about to, on 375 for a few minutes to finish it off. Sure. So here it is. It's very simple. Half a cup of peppercorns, whole peppercorns, mm -hmm. a yep. quarter of a cup of coarse salt. You can use Himalayan salt, whatever. Quarter of a cup of cumin seed. Mm-hmm. This is my secret weapon, cumin seed. Yeah, I love cumin seed. A quarter of a cup of onion powder, a quarter of a cup of garlic powder. Put all that in a blender, go zzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzz
legs cooked in duck fat. And they basically start with a big pan full of uh, warmed up fat and they just cook these things over hours. Well, well, this is the same kind of thing, but it's actually with an aged T-bone steak. Mm. And what they do is they put it, they get the butter to 50 Celsius or 122 Fahrenheit, and they have a thermometer in the butter, yeah. the melted butter, watching it get to temperature. And uh, then uh, you basically put the T-bone in and you leave it in for 50 minutes. And 50 Celsius or 122 Fahrenheit is precisely the right temperature to get the steak to a, a medium rare uh, uh, croissant. Wow. So uh, the nice thing about sous vide, obviously, is that you get the same temperature through the entire meat. If you put a piece of meat onto a hot, hot plate, you're going to have a very hot surface of the hot plate and the interior of the meat is cold and mm-hmm. there will be a gradient of doneness from very well done on the outside yep. to less well done on the middle, depending on how long you put it there. Well, when you cook meat in a temperature bath, what happens is you set the bath's temperature to the doneness or the croissant of the meat that you want, and then you leave it long enough for that temperature to propagate through the the, the width of the meat. Mm. And in this case, um, uh, a, a nice big chunk of uh, aged T-bone takes about 50 minutes for the middle to be the same temperature as the outside. And the more and you once- leave it in there... If you're if you don't go above that temperature, you can leave it in for longer to break down some of the tough cuts of meat. Yes. Yeah. Yes. In in fact, for sinews and for um, uh, fat as well, fat actually breaks down uh, and turns it the, the the collagen that is the supportive matrix that fat is in mm. turns into gelatin. Yeah. So and in fact, skin will do the same. Skin mm. will turn into gelatin. Uh, all of the sinewy bits will turn into gelatin. But it takes two or three days to get it to that point. Wow. Not all meat works the same way. Fish, for example, you can't leave fish in a sous vide for more than a, about an hour because it's got enzymes that break down the They'll flesh break down, once yeah. they're activated for long enough. But beef, certainly beef, can sit in a sous vide for three days mm. and all of the fat has turned into Gelatin wrapped fat, uh, all of the sinews. <laughs> it's absolutely delicious. Yeah. So, uh, so once this, once you've had this steak in for fifty minutes, it's perfectly done. Now the outside um, looks a little bit grey. It doesn't look as attractive. And so, what they suggest is to put it either in a very hot griddle pan or under a grill for forty-five seconds on each side, and that is going to sear the outside of the meat and get that sort of crispy. Um, texture on the outside of the meat and, and it, yeah. it basically improves the attractiveness but when you slice through this meat and we'll put a, a link to a video of how to do this uh, in the show notes when you slice through this meat the inside almost the whole amount of the meat is precisely the same amount of doneness yeah. and uh, it's a and of course because it's been stewed in butter <laughs> <laughs> the flavor <laughs> Is spectacular. So I'm definitely going to try this with your upwave rub. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, because after you've after you've seared it, you just obviously salt and pepper uh, on the outside. Um, yeah. So it would make sense once it comes out of the sous vide to put the rub on and then put it in the in the in uh, grill sear. and just yeah, give it a quick sear. That sounds great. So that's my recipe. That's a delicious steaky show we did today. <laughs> and I'd like to thank uh, Mark Miller and Karen Mangiacotti. Thank you guys. Thank my prostate. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, you're welcome. Of course, if you have anything that you want to tell us, something we said wrong, something that you don't agree with, shut up, Mark Miller. Some more <laughs> research that you found to support or refute anything that we said, send it by email to dudes at 2ketodudes.com or post it on our website. And you can follow us on Twitter at 2KetoDudes, on Instagram at 2KetoDudes. And, of course, if you want to join our forum, it's www.ketogenicforums.com yeah. or forum.2keto.com. And if useless swag is your fancy, you know, T-shirts, coffee mugs, and other junk with witty keto sayings on them, and more often than not, Richard's and my crazy faces... Head on over to gear.2keto.com. And if you feel like supporting our podcast and our forums, hit the donate button on our website at www.2ketodudes.com or just go to donate.2keto.com. You can also see our podcast and other videos on YouTube at youtube.2keto.com. And if you haven't already, go leave us a great review on iTunes. And, of course, you can now see us on 
www.ketofest.com, where we have a Kickstarter, and you can see a video of Carl and I That's presenting right. that Kickstarter. <laughs> and just in case you haven't gotten enough from our you know, faces that are made for radio. Well, that's it, buddy. Keep calm and keto on. Yeah, keep calm and keto on, Carl. Keep calm and keto on, Mark and Karen. Bye, Thank kids. You. Thanks for having us. Bye. All right, and we'll see you next time on, on Two Keto, keto Dudes. Dudes.